before those things come to you to be able to see them. And it comes to you that much more once you've been through them. Like even talking about it now, I get a tear in my eye. I don't know what it is. I just, because you know, you're in that place and it's hard to explain it to people, people that haven't been through it. Many people have been through it and, and they might understand and they've been through their own transitions of what it is. But you get into that place and you fix yourself from the inside and build that foundation to really be strong on your feet. You know, I always imagine myself as this oak tree and that my feet are like roots and they're just rooted down there and no matter what's going to do it to sway. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey guys, Tina here. Thank you so much for pressing play and joining me on today's show. I have a very special guest, Anita Heidema. It was such a blast to talk to Anita and keeping it real. We talked about her past as a childhood. We talked about where she is today and how she empowers women and her podcast, AHA Moments of Success. Anita has so much to share with you about intuition, about business, about richness of life. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, Anita, how are you today? I'm doing great, Tina. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad we're connecting. Yes, we we went back and forth a few times. I guess we got busy schedules and I'm so glad that we connected. Me as well. And where are you connecting in from? I'm in a, well, not really a small town, but I'm north of Toronto in Canada. I love that. That has not been a place I have visited yet. It is on my bucket list. So must go. When are you coming over to play? Got to go soon. I really want to get up there. I've been to parts of Canada when my son was swimming in the, I guess it was back in grade school or middle school up in Buffalo. And we took the little you know ride over the border. To Niagara Falls? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's where my son goes to university. He's out that way. Oh, it's so pretty. So pretty mm-hmm. there. Nice. Yeah, I do like Canada. It's so diverse. Well, the U.S. is the same thing. I'm so glad to get you on today. And I want to bring the listeners back to when you were a little girl and how you grew up, if you grew up spiritually or religious or both. Um, I think neither actually. Um, so I was told that I was, uh, I, I was uh, Protestant, United Protestant. I found out later in life, actually not until last year when I went back to Holland uh, with the passing of my mom, that I was actually born again Dutch reform. But I was always told I was united, but we never really were practicing. You know, I actually went to more Catholic churches with my friends than I did myself. You know, I just always sort of knew to be good and and the right thing to do. And I guess I always sort of believed in a God, but I, I didn't really have anything that I was brought up with that I had to go a certain way. I did end up marrying in the Catholic faith as time went on. And, you know, my kids were, were baptized Catholic. But for the rest, there really wasn't any specific sort of uh, a thing that really I was told that that's what I was supposed to do. So it wasn't really structured. It wasn't a structure formal upbringing or go to church every Sunday or things like that. You just kind of knew it within your being to be a good person, it sounds like. I was, yeah, I was always kind of open and I was interested in religion. I was always fascinated. And even with my children, I always say to them, you know, there's so many beautiful religions out there. And as long as there's no hate within those religions, and as long as, you know, everyone comes together in peace, you decide what you want to do. And as long as you bring good to the world, right? And uh, that's always been my premise as well in moving forward in my life. And isn't that the truth? 
that we don't need a temple or a church or a mosque to really be good people and to show up and to serve with ourselves and be the best people that we can be and kind and loving all the things that we need so desperately in this world right now. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because when my kids are being baptized, I thought to myself, you know what, I think I'm going to convert to be Catholic so that I can know how to raise them the right way, you know, being, being in the Catholic faith and what to do. And I remember going up to the priest at that time and I said I was interested in, in doing it, but I had a few th- questions. And at the time, and I'm not saying that, that all priests are like this, whatever, he, he said, no, 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 don't worry about it. That's, that's no big deal. And just come to them. You know, there wasn't any type of a, a wonderful spiritual talk or an enlightenment of any sort. It was just, you know, just come to the classes and convert. And I was so taken back, yet there's so many amazing priests and, and, and religious people out there that I've spoken to in all religions and the Catholic. There was two that, that come to mind specifically in the Catholic religion that were just such inspiring, wonderful people to speak to. But it was just such a turnoff almost that I didn't end up converting at that time, right? And it was unfortunate because, you know, there's there is so much to that to learn and, and all the different religions as well. I think that's the one thing that I love when I stepped into the yoga tradition and embracing more and more of many, many different traditions and history and religion. If you really look at the history, which I love that, the history of religions and you just notice that so many are so similar. They, they piggyback on each other on different rituals, very different customs. And when you really sit back, that's the whole consciousness. That's that consciousness of being that we're all one. Yeah. And, and I think that we need to realize that more and more, especially in today's day, that we're all one as opposed to trying to find how we're different. Right. And it's so important that we learn from each other and, and religions and everything moving forward. I, I, I love yoga. And I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but when I first started doing, doing yoga, I was six years old and my mom was, was one of the first pioneers in the Western civilization that had a record. And, you know, she used to do this in, um, in our living room. And I would look at the record of the poses and I was six years old doing yoga with her. You know, I'm not a yoga teacher by any means. I do enjoy yoga and, you know, I need to get back to it more. But, you know, the fascinating thing was I was speaking in India and I loved all the different religions there and learning about the different religions. I remember going to this Hare Krishna, I don't know if you call it a temple or I might say the wrong word, and I'm in there dancing and listening to it all and I'm just <laughs> enjoying every moment of it because, you know, it's bringing that community and everything together and the Hinduism and all the others that, that are out there that, you know, it was just so fascinating and Buddhism that they had out there and, and the yoga traditions that I was, you know, I was supposed to be speaking for a week during the conference, which was great, but I was traveling around learning about the culture and and the different ways that people live and the way they think. I think it's just also fascinating. It is fascinating. And as you're talking, I'm getting all the pictures. I went to India 2011, 2012. It was right at the end of 2011. And we were in Southern India. And I was so... It was very interesting to me because Southern India was very Catholic. But as we moved up, there were, you know, many different religions. And Southern being... We were, we ended Goa? up in Goa. Yes, yeah, we were in yeah. Goa. We were in Goa and other parts. It had the religious of Catholicism and they, you know, the Portuguese had come in. So there were a lot of churches. And then as we moved up a little bit north, there were other religions and there was Muslim and there was Hindu. And it was always this blend. And when I, it was just so interesting to me when we were in the Southern part and we would be looking at all the churches. I forgot, you know, I forgot that the Portuguese had come and settled and it was, as mm-hmm. we moved around, it was just amazing. And, and I love that. And I, I can see what you're doing because I am a very visual 
thinker and just see that there we're all, it's so beautiful to just really experience that. Yeah. And the North, like I was in the Himalaya mountains too. And, uh, you know, some of the temples they had up there and the different types of religions was fascinating as well. You know, it's just, that could be a whole episode just on oh, its own. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's move on a little bit. I want to share and get to how you got to do what you do now and the empowering work that you do. So take us up to that point or what drew you, what was your background and then how did you get into what you're doing now? Well, you know, I... I, I was an entre- I was always an entrepreneur. I look back to when I was six, I sold tadpoles door to door. You know, when I was nine, I was making these little tattoos and drawing them and selling them to people. And, you know, even the tadpoles, when I was six, I would go door to door and I would come back again afterwards. And I said, did you, did you make a little frog? You know, like I do follow up. And I was always this little entrepreneur. And, and when I was a teenager, I would go in and, and sell flowers, you know, and, and I made a killing in doing that kind of stuff. But I was starting to get more fearful. And, and when I got into the corporate world and realized all of a sudden when I got this steady income and started moving up the corporate ladder, I got sucked into the corporate way of doing it. And, you know, you kind of suppress some of these feelings of, 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 of being an entrepreneur and wanting to th- see things differently. So, you know, you do it as A and, oh, but, you know, what happens if you did B and you'd, you'd hush yourself up because, you know, you didn't want to cause too many, you didn't want to lose that job. You didn't want to lose that security and what that was. And, you know, a lot of it had to do with putting away a lot of your instincts you know, that you talk about the intuition that you have and, and, and putting them to the side and, and living that life of, you know, okay, white picket fence, I got to raise the kids. You know, I was in a marriage that was, was not good at all. He was not a very healthy um, person in my life. So when I made the huge transitions and when I had to all of a sudden come to realization that I had to make a change, I was out of work. I had worked as a, as a high end in the paper industry as a corporate person that was doing a national role to all of a sudden having two mortgages, just being divorced and trying to figure out how I'm going to raise two kids <laughs> with two mortgages wow. and zero income. So, you know, it was kind of a, um, a financial fear thing that kind of brought me to such a low that I had to be still at that moment. You know, I had to be still. And you talk about that, you know, how you have to be still in that moment to really understand yourself. And, you know, as I was crying in bed and not knowing what the heck I was going to do and knowing I had to, you you all of a sudden find this inner wisdom and this inner strength to say, okay, you know, I, I get off the pot. I was going to say the S word, but I don't know if I can <laughs> stand on your mind. <laughs> Blah, 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 get off the pot, right? Sucking up cupcake is another way of saying it. But, you know, you have to get moving. You have to, you know, raise these kids. You have these two mortgages. You have to figure out what you got to do. And because I was in such a a high role in the corporate industry and I would direct teams to do things, you know, I had a secretary. You know, all of a sudden you're an entrepreneur. You're like, okay, how do I do it on my own? What do I do, right? And from that came my spirituality back again, right? And that feeling of, you know, I need to take care of myself. And part of that is mind, body, and soul. And, you know, my cholesterol was high, my stress level, it was just such a mess that I started to go back to spinning. I started to do yoga. I started meditating. I started to bring myself back to what that was. And all of a sudden, this magazine, it was actually a newspaper, um, came in front of my eyes. And I literally, like, I was making no money at this point. I didn't have any kind of package. I didn't have any of that to, to fall back on. And this newspaper, paper came and I said, you know, there's a free course to learn to run your own business. And I went, oh, well, I've always been exceptional in business, even though there's a huge transition. You know, I had my Harvard business. I had trained myself 
to be a coach. So I took training um, to be a coach. And I used to be a travel agent years ago. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to take this course. I'm going to build this business or start at least while I'm still looking for work because I was always still of that fear that subsided as time went on. But I built this business from my master coaching travel and started to build my business from there and learn those simple stress and how to do steps and how to build a business, how to be a successful entrepreneur and moving that through. And I think the next step that really hit me was my mom got really sick and my daughter actually needed some more attention at the time too. So I built this business. I was seeing clients one-on-one that I, I mentioned to you when I was doing Reiki one-on-one and I was building their business and showing them what to do. And all of a sudden my mom got sick. She got something, she got, well, they said she had Alzheimer's. And I had to figure out, and I was the only family member here on my own, two kids, my brother's in Vancouver, the rest of my family's in Holland. How do I move forward and take care of this business and still earn an income? So that's when I got to creating more online programs and and doing the podcast and doing, you know, writing a book and doing things like that, that I could share my message to, to more people and still keep some of that integrity of who I was and reaching the masses so that I could still you know, share my message and what that was. My mom unfortunately died. And, um, from that she was misdiagnosed. She had Alzheimer's they thought, and it turned out she had Lewy body dementia. And, um, when the point came that I didn't know how to care for her anymore, I didn't know what that was. And she had to go in a home. She got the, the medication on a regular basis. Um, they took better care for her in that way than I did. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, you know, they, the medication they get within a couple months, she passed away. So, it was, it was a really hard time. And from that, you know, I came back to myself again and I've built a, uh, a foundation in her name to spread the word about Lewy body of dementia and awareness and everything I talk about also gets into that. So, you know, there's, there's different stages in your life or different aha moments or turning points. And, you know, the big one for me or the two big ones were definitely the transition from corporate and, and understanding that I had forgotten who I was and I had to get, unfortunately, to that low to be silent, to understand what that was. And, and now I love to teach people. And even in my book, Vitality Knox, how to learn from those life lessons and, and, and at a sooner age that you don't end up in that slump and in that horrible place. Like it's just such a horrible, horrible place. And then, you know, with my mom too, you know, it was a, a, a realization that life is short and we need to, you know, take handle what those things you want and how to live that rich life. And time is of the essence. Be there for those ones you love, you know, do what you love, you know, don't live with that regret. How do you create that in the time limit you have and and have that time freedom, that financial freedom that you can do those things like travel or do, you know, it's not all about, you know, for some people it might be about the big house and the big car and all that stuff. And that might be what really resonates you, but finding out what that is, you know, and what's so important. You know, what's so interesting and it's, we hear it all the time is in the dark moments, in the difficult times, the times where you're on your knees, you're crying, you're praying, you're, you know, just have that loss. That's when, that's when things turn around or that's when those dark moments, we have the lessons, we have the, we learn from that. And it's so hard when you're in it to really know that things will get better, things will get brighter, you'll pull yourselves up. And, you know, as you're, as you're telling the story, those really dark times, I mean, two young children, two mortgages, what are you going to do? You again, you got quiet, you listened, you listened to that inner voice, that intuition, that whatever everyone wants to call it. And from that dark place, create and move forward. And, you know, it's so interesting. You'll hear so many times that in those dark lessons, in those dark places, 
that's where we have the lessons. Because if everything was all beautiful and wonderful, uh, you know, I don't, it's, I wish it was sometimes, but the lessons wouldn't come, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad. It's, it's nice to be able to, you know, before those things come to you to be able to see them and it, and, and it comes to you that much more once you've been through them. Like even talking about it now, I get a tear in my eye. I don't know what it is. I just, you know, cause you know, you're in that place and it's hard to explain it to people, people that haven't been through it. Many people have been through it and, and they might understand and they've been through their own transitions of what it is, but you get into that place and you, you fix yourself from the inside and, and build that foundation to really be strong on your feet. You know, I call it, you know, I always imagine myself as this oak tree and that my feet are like roots and they're just rooted down there and no matter, we, no matter what's going to do it to, to sway. And then I had to take, okay, what did I do before? And how can I create a business around what I knew and what I was good at, you know, and, and, and really bring that to help whatever that is. At that point, I had no clue, you know, is it a product? Is it a, is it a consulting business? Is a, you know, and that's what I ended up coming, you know, forward. And then I ended up training myself in hypnotherapy and other things. So, you know, I work with entrepreneurs and mindsets and, and do all of that, but you have to get back to that quiet place, like you said, and really build that foundation from within and then really think, okay, what am I good at? What do I do? You know, we do have our strengths and our weaknesses and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has it. So it's, it's finding what that is. Right. I love that. And I I love that you said that, you know, just coming from within, like that whole inner journey. Now, the women that you work with, the women that the women that come to you, what is their what is their biggest issue or what what are they looking for? Like, give us a little insight of that. A lot of my clients are either in the corporate world and they're looking at opening up a business and don't know how to make that transition. And they've, you know, people that know me have seen the transition that I made. So here I am in this, you know, big corner office, you know, having a title and thinking that I'm a somebody and realizing that really means squat. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can get yeah. a whole bunch of people together in a boardroom, but when you're sitting there as an entrepreneur and you don't have any money to be able to hire people to do this stuff, you got to figure it out pretty quick, right? So how do you get to do that? How do you, and you know, and then I have clients that are, are, are struggling and, and they're spinning their wheels and they hear like it's a squirrel syndrome, right? They're like, Oh, well, I heard I need to do this and this for my business and it's going to bring me, Oh, I need to go there. And it, well, you need to focus on what those strategies are in the business that you want moving forward right? And in your life, you have to be able, and that's why when I talk about business and life and all the programs I do, they're interconnected, especially as entrepreneurs. And, and, you know, even in the corporate world, or if you're doing, you know, working for somebody else, they are interconnected. If you're not happy in your life, you know, the business is not going to work and you've got to be able to have that balance. You're going to burn out. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to make money. You know, there's so many things to it and it's, you know, you get so caught up in your head and what you're doing. You work on these strategies that are all over the place. You know, what is going to work for you and your business, build that foundation to really move forward. So people from the corporate world come in and there's also entrepreneurs that have started a business, an MLM business, or they're, they're doing an online coaching business. I have a lot of coaches that come to me and I show them the progression and how they can be able to monetize their business. So they have more freedom and time and money to be able to do those other things that they want to do. Well, I love that because you're building in, you know, your, yourself and your business become one for most, for most of us, especially as entrepreneurs. And also what I love about it is, you know, allowing yourself to have that belief system and to just allow yourself to know that there's these possibilities. Mm-hmm. And belief is, is, is number one. It's so crucial from the very beginning, you know, that you have to 
realize you do it. And that's why I think these shows are so important because you hear people in that you might resonate with something, you know, um, it could be you coming on, it could be, you know, Sally, Susie, Tom, whatever. And, and you can imagine yourself in that spot, you know, that's the spot you're in and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I can do this because, you know, you look at these people, you look at Richard Branson, you look at Steve Jobs, you know, there's really not that much that's different around some of those people, but it's that belief in themselves and it's moving themselves forward. You know, if I didn't get myself out of bed and, and, and kick myself to move and have that belief in myself that I can do it. It's just a matter of getting myself forward and doing it. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. So belief is the number one for sure. It's true though. Sometimes you can look at other people and there are, if you can look at that and say, wait a minute, I can do that as well. Like also look at it as, as a positive, like what we're all maybe we're all different. Of course, we all have a different message to some degree, but when you can look and say, I can do that as well. I believe in myself. I'm going to get myself out of my bed and I'm going to, I mean, we have a choice every day, every single day we have a choice. And I even take that a step further and say, everyone has a choice. You could be, you know, to be happy. Happiness is a choice. You can, you can do whatever you want during the day, but it is a choice because not every day is going to be great. Not every day is going to feel good. There's going to be things that happen, but you have a choice to be happy. Happiness is a choice. And and it's true. You have to take that faith and that belief, and then you do have to put it into some kind of action and add add in some mindset like you do, and then be able to empower yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I find every situation that happens, like with my mom and what happened with her, you know, I was looking at that and everyone's telling me, that I should sue at that time because the doctors misdiagnosed her. I was, I was personally actually sued because I, my book was becoming Amazon bestseller at the time. And I was brought down to a U.S. company and because they said she had two hours or two days to live, I had to fly back and, um, just totally bewildered. The company actually sued me because she was still alive two weeks later. Right. And I always say that, you know, when you say happiness, I said, it's a, it's a choice and it's so true. You have to look at that situation and how do I make that a better place? And how do I turn it into something that's, you know, see the glass half full. So here I was by myself with my mom on her deathbed, all hooked up to things and just feeling at a loss. Right. And I thought, well, you know, from that, I'm going to actually, uh, I wasn't going to counter sue, but I was going to say, you know, I'm going to come back and work that thing and, and, and be a speaker. And, and I figure I could utilize them. And, but my message was going to be how corporations have lost the compassion for people out there. The lawyer actually said to me, Oh my gosh, you should be a lawyer. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, I would have countersued if I was a lawyer. Right. So they came back to me and they said, instead of paying us 10,000, we'll give you 5,000, but please don't say who we are, you know, and I don't, I still use it as a lawyer. Everything I do, I teach as a learning lesson. Right. So I still use that. I don't say who the company was because I find there's still the lesson around it. And the same thing with my mom, you know, I didn't want to sue, you know, people have full intentions. No one in plan to misdiagnose my mom. I rather bring awareness around that story and what that is and talk to people and say, you know what, if you're showing this symptom and this symptom, it's different than Alzheimer's, you know, and the medication. So now from speaking and, and bringing up the message and sharing and, and talking to people and, and having them share and vice versa and on and on, you know, I hear people come back to me and say, you know what, they changed the medication and now my loved one is doing so much better. So to me, that's so much better. And it's seeing like you, it's sort of similar to that happiness thing you just said, you know, you see things is half full and what, what's the lesson from this as opposed to bringing yourself in that unhappiness 
and making that choice to be unhappy and miserable about everything. I mean, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, life's going to throw things at you. That's just the way it is. It's what you make of it, right? Very, very true. Very true. So I want, would love for you to share about your program that's coming up because I'm very excited about it. Oh, I'm so excited about it too. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, my business has been around seven years and, you know, like I said, I've worked with clients one-on-one. I had a program about habits. It's called the 21 day journey to success. And I also would put like programs where we, people would travel and stuff. So we've had lots of years to be able to put this program together and it's called rich life and business. And it's for entrepreneurs mostly, but I have some people that have already signed on that aren't entrepreneurs that want to live a rich life and to move forward in their life. And, and what that is, you know, it's a five week program. So one week, week one, we get into, you know, what are trusting your instincts, knowing what that is that you really want. Cause so many people, look at someone else's grass and go, that's what I want. And not realizing that it's not what they want and they've wasted so much time. So what is it truly that resonates with you? You know, what I like, someone else won't like, but it's knowing what that is. That's so important. You know, um, auto success mindset, we get into week two and how do you build that? So you see the glass half full, like I mentioned, you know, as opposed to seeing that negative thing, you know, week three, we get into, you know, the actual strategies and an action plan in place. And how do you keep motivated, motivated and uh, keep the momentum going and week four. And then week five, we get into that rich life and business and how do you create that and how do you build that and sort of put it together so that when you move on, you're going to be able to really move forward and and create that rich life and have that time and that money and that space and that everything that you're wanting to be able to move forward. And you stay within a Facebook group. So if there's any questions, if there's any answers, you're going to get tons of bonuses and materials to work with. And um, there's going to be that sort of not just online, but it's also working through the Facebook group. So you're not just kind of left there with this thing in front of you going, okay, what do I do now? And, (laughs) you know, keeping you on the program and moving forward. So I'm so excited about it. It's coming out November 18th and um, you can sign up now and, uh, and to be able to get ready for the program when it comes out. That's great. And where can they find you? Um, Anita Heidema.com, A-N-I-T-A, Heidema, H-E-I-D-E-M-A. Come to the website, come to me on social media. I'm everywhere I possibly can. So would love to, uh, to see you over there. I love that. And also share your podcast with them because we're fellow podcasters. Yeah. So I've got a podcast, Aha Moments to Success, and it's around those turning points and moving forward and those life lessons. And um, yeah, I've came out, I've came out in, in April and already have thousands of listeners and, and really excited about doing it. And I have lots of fun doing it as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. So before we close, I always ask my intuitive moment questions. So Can you think of a time that you listen to your intuition or your aha moment? Wow. You know what? There's, I think there's so many times, but the first one that comes to mind was when I was down in that deep place and, and trying to figure out how I was going to survive. And I listened to my, that I needed to be an entrepreneur and I need to run my own business and run my own show. That one really always still resonates with me because I'd lost myself. I'd lost who I was, where I was going. I was so unhappy. Now I just feel like I have that freedom of expression, the freedom of helping others and doing those things. And it opens up so many other channels in, in the world for me, right? right? And, and, and being able to help and, and to be able to connect with those right people that we can share and do things. You know, this organization in India that I was part of was just so great and being able to help around the world with everything. It's just not for entrepreneurs, but everything else that can bring that collectiveness together. Well, we're so thankful that you listen to that voice because you are truly sharing your light and empowering women and allowing people to live their most beautiful self. So 
That oh, is, thank you. yeah, it's just, we need more people like you. So thank you so much for being on the Intuitive Women podcast. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Tina. I really enjoyed it. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to get some mindset tools and spiritual practices. So go ahead and head over to tinaconroy.com. I have a three-day spiritual habit challenge and sign up for this free three-day challenge. It's a challenge of yourself. So you're only challenging yourself to commit to something for three days, to commit to healthy practices and start your spiritual journey. Have a fantastic day. 